Hi there. We're back in the coffee shop this week, that being World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th and Gleason in Portland. I'm OMN editor Tom D'Antoni, and this time, in the days before he will be inducted into the Oregon Music Hall of Fame, drummer Brian Foxworth is with us. A member of the Curtis Salgado Band for the past five years, also a member of the Roseland Hunter, where he shows off his vocal skills. He plays with a lot of people, and constantly. He also plays in church an awful lot, and he's helping put together a reunited, rejuvenated version of the famed Portland soul band Pleasure. And that didn't have it. Coming soon, Inessa does an interview with me in this space, like I'm not all of this enough, but she asked. Also in the coffee shop, Jamie Leopold, an original member of Dan Hexon's Hot Licks, and a survivor of the summer of love. Right now, let's talk with Brian Foxworth, shall we? All right, so we're in the cupping room here at okay. uh, at the at, uh, um, uh, World Cup Coffee and Tea, and Brian and I had just already started talking yeah. about about the the uh, conversation that we I had had with Farnell about boot, Bootsy and all that, and we started talking about the one, and you said there are different ways to articulate the one. There's different ways to articulate the one. Uh, Clyde Stubblefield, uh, it's called the drop, you know that. Doom, Boosie was like do 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 do. He had a whole nother groove, but it landed on the one. Aha. So, I mean, me personally, I don't know the the true story, but I think Clyde was introducing the one way before Boosie brought it to Jay. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, to James Brown. But you know, it's kind of like West Coast, East Coast music. You know what I mean? There's different ways how they do funk you right, know right. you know what i mean even yeah. in the hip-hop world sure you know you could tell hip-hop beats from uh west coast uh-huh. compared to east coast uh-huh. Uh-huh. um and that's the same thing in in funk music did know? somebody teach you the one uh yeah yeah i who had was a, it? who taught me where the one was yeah. bruce carter really bruce carter's my uh-huh. um He's a man who put sticks in my hand. He's uh-huh. my godfather. When my mother didn't get off work till five o'clock because she worked at Providence Hospital. Uh-huh. So I went to saving school right down the street from uh, where I live. Bruce lived on the next block. So I went over there after school at three o'clock uh-huh. till my mom got off. So Pleasure, the band Portland's yeah. Pleasure is sure. in the basement. Writing all the hits, they rehearse there. And you're a little kid sitting there with them. Man, I'm watching uh, Looney Tunes upstairs. I'm watching, <laughs> right, right. And so, you know, that's where. Then I used to sit on the steps and I watch them practice. Yeah. And then after they'd be done practicing, uh, he'd let me c- come sit on the drum set. He'd show me what instrument. What is this? Is a hi hat? It's a, uh-huh. a crash cymbal. Uh-huh. This is called a tom, floor tom. And then uh, after that. I, my mother used to have these big cooking pots, like where she served green gumbo. Yeah. And so I would turn those over and bang it. I started getting them. I bet, she, I bet she loved that. Yeah, she was really, she didn't like that. <laughs> then that went from going to Kmart and getting one of them little Donnie Marie Osmond drum kits. Is that right? Right. And ah. then I would, I would break it the first week I have it. And then <laughs> finally Bruce gave me a little drum kit. And yeah. then that's where, that's how it started for me. And then um, in the meantime of that, I would go to church 
every seven days a week. Uh-huh. And so, um, you know, Monday night's prayer night, women night, uh-huh. Tuesday night's Bible study, uh, Wednesday night is uh, willing workers. Uh-huh. Thursday was men's meeting. Friday was prayer service. Uh-huh. Saturday we do choir rehearsal. And what church was that? That's the Emmanuel Church of God in Christ United. Okay. It's on 30th and Wygant now, uh-huh. right up the street from uh, Alberta Street Theater. Yeah. And I uh, grew up in that church. My dad was a pastor. He uh-huh. passed away four years ago. And um, I, I grew up in the church. And so that's where it's such a small church. Everybody had to learn how to play everything. Uh-huh. So I would start out on B3. I would uh-huh. play the organ. I knew how to play an offering song. Uh-huh. And then my cousin would play. He would play drums. And then we switched. Mm-hmm. Then he started playing organ, B3. He was way better at it than me. Yeah. Then I played drums, and then I started taking it serious. And that's how we all learned how to play different instruments because, you know, we had to sing. We had to raise the offering. We had yeah. to play the instruments. We yeah. had to greet the, the guests that come in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do a big choir? Uh, eventually, my brother had a choir called the Ronnie Wright Singers. Uh-huh. And, um, and we toured through the west coast and everything um it started at mckinney temple it's on it was used to be on uh 18th and alberta where soleil is that used to be a huge church Uh, on that block uh that whole that uh little strip mall right there yeah that was like a theater church and that's where all like the portland musicians that that grew up in church uh-huh. that was like the headquarters of where it was at uh-huh. the boys uh um oh, play there huh yep. janice play there i don't know janice didn't play there this okay. is before janice came oh, in wow. yeah this is way before, way before what, about what year um you're talking like 70 gotcha. right from on from like 72 yeah, yeah up until uh-huh. I don't know, like 78, 79. Uh-huh. Did, did Bruce Carter and the other, the other guys from Pleasure play in, in that church? No, they didn't. Okay. But Michael Hepburn, uh-huh. Michael Hepburn, Michael and Donald Hepburn, yeah. Mother Hepburn, she's out of the church. Uh-huh. So her Mother Hepburn and my mother are good friends. Michael Hepburn, some of them guys, not every, Doug Lewis, guitar player. Sure. Yeah, his dad was one of the singers in the Portland Southern Air. Is it right? In the Portland Airs, my huh. friend. Yeah. Huh. Quartet, gospel quartet group. So there's definitely church roots in, uh, in like, actually a lot of them, <laughs> every musician in Portland pretty much that's in the funk, uh-huh. neo-soul, hip-hop thing sure. has yeah. church roots. Ben Jones? Ben Jones, his, uh, yeah. Before he moved to Portland, he played in Detroit. Uh-huh. Grew up around the Winans Commission, Fred yeah. Hammond. Yeah, he played with Anita Baker for a couple of years. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, everybody has, and me and Ben play every Sunday at Maranatha now. Uh huh. Yeah. So uh-huh. we we still play in church to this day. Yeah. 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 Well, before we get into more of that, um. I, were you surprised when when the, when you found out they were you were you were going to be inducted into the Oregon Music Hall of Fame? I was very surprised. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I never won an award playing music. Yeah. There are a lot you of people know. that were happy when you were, and there were a lot of people going like, "What?" Because they're stupid. But 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 more people were happy that that that, that you got in because you sure deserve it. 
I appreciate it, you know, and, and it's it's like, um, I, and, and I'm very grateful. I'm very honored, but I I don't want to get complacent, you know. I don't want to yeah. get to the point to where I did it now and I got this. It's that's what music is for me. It's it's pretty much therapy at this point. I understand. A lot of people, um, you know, there's a, a, a thing, a story writing. Uh-huh called you see the glory but you don't know the story yeah there was a story behind um a a lot of where i'm at now Mm -hmm. you know it was a lot of hard roads for me you know i have kids and uh, going through divorce um i'm clean and sober now Mm -hmm. you know uh, had a lot of ups and downs it was two years i didn't even look at a drumstick really yeah for two years wow eight years ago you know so I'm only back eight years, pretty much, of trying to play and catch up. And I'm blessed, though. I mean, really, it's like the story of Joe. Uh, he hit a, mm-hmm. a really low for myself, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's giving back double. When you when you came back after that time, did, did you start playing in church? I started playing in church, yeah. and um, I even picked up a couple gigs at the Candlelight. Yeah. I was trying to stay out of a lot of places, you know, yeah, just yeah. To, to stay correct. And uh, uh-huh. and from there, I just started recording, you know, just uh-huh. started. Uh, I just started getting back on my kit, you know, yeah. just start getting back drumming, yeah. percussion uh-huh. and just falling back in love with the with music. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, it's, it's I, hard. It's hard for people to understand how how a musician of your caliber could fall out of love with music. Oh, well, yeah, because you get caught up. Everybody, you know, that's what I tell in my seminars when I do drum seminars Mm -hmm. for youth and for church, Mm -hmm. how to not get caught up in the industry. Some of the industry can catch you up. Yeah. You know, like Dr. Dre used to have a quote, I get paid to kick it. And that's what I did. I I kicked it hard. Yeah. You know, you sit there, you get drunk, you're not, you know, you just want to party. Yeah. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, you know. Right, right. But now I start taking it serious. It's a business. This is what I do. Yeah. And I and where I fell in love with it because what it did for me. When I did play, I felt complete. Yeah. You know, regardless of what I'm going through. Right. You know, I know I can. My drums is not gonna let me down. Music yes. is not gonna let me down. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's a way to channel of uh, um, a different way to channel where I want to take myself regardless uh-huh. of my situation yeah you know yeah. so that's it's more than just you know what i mean a award and uh-huh. i'm grateful don't get me wrong but yeah. i just that's just where i'm at if there wasn't no award there i'll still do it yeah yeah you know yeah. as full and strong as i possibly can yeah i moved here in 97 mm-hmm. and i first saw you with rubberneck yeah oh, now, that was a band Killer band. That was a killer band. One of my favorite bands I played. With. I bet, cause uh, uh, they, that was that was one kick-ass band. That was, you know, and even those during those uh, that period when Ricardo, you know, became a nurse mm-hmm. and didn't play very much, he was still a rock star. Yeah, <laughs> he's never changed. Yeah, that's uh, the good thing about playing with Rubberneck. It's like I still when I go on tour, yeah. even to this day, it's like, it, I'll be in New York City and yeah. they, um, yeah, you remember a band called Rubberneck? Like, yeah, I used to be in Rubberneck. <laughs> Man, what are they doing? Like, I know. Nothing. 
Well, so he's got he's got they've got a new band that, that uh, that's uh, pretty funky. Oh, what um, with uh, Pablo? Yeah, and, Pablo and Ricardo. Yeah. And, um, I forget. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I, I, I remember when I, I got here, like, that band was so popular that they, they, they did a, they rented, they rented Crystal Ballroom during North by Northwest mm-hmm. and sold the thing out. Yeah. We sold our CD <laughs> release party that yeah. night. Matter yeah. of fact, we, yeah. we hit capacity. Uh, I, you know, I do, I do a, the show, uh, soul music, soul music and funk show on KMHD. Mm-hmm. I play that album St- still today. I I play that album on the radio. Um, the Sultras? No, not not so, no, uh, uh, El Nino. Yeah. El Nino. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to find a <laughs> copy of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll burn one for you. All right, okay. Yeah, it's, good. <laughs> it's a great album. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I was I kept hitting Pablo up on Facebook. We should do a reunion. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Because you're involved with the pleasure reunion, right? I, I did well, yeah. I mean, I did the pleasure tribute, you tribute, which brought Pleasure Band back together. Okay. So now we're doing a, we're in the process of doing an album right now. That's great. Yeah, Nate new Fu- stuff or some new stuff and old oh, stuff. This is all brand new. Really? Got Nate um, Nathaniel Phillips fly in from L.A. Uh huh. Dennis Springer, who was my first gig ever uh. when I was 15, he gave me my first. Um, my first gig at the Brazzerine Memorial. Oh wow! Right, and what uh, was that like? What was it like? Yeah, it was kind of bad because I was sneaking out the house to do it <laughs> because I would tell my mother I'm going to my grandmother's house, you know, on the weekend to yeah. go stay with my cousin and my grandmother. Yeah, and all at the same time, so I'm going to the club. I, I'm not supposed to. Growing up in the church, we wasn't allowed to go like to the clubs and do stuff like that. Yeah. Well, you can't be a musician and play for God and then go play the clubs, too. Actually, you can, but go ahead. Well, <laughs> now, now, you know what yeah. I mean? Right. I it's like anything else. It's a job. I yeah. pay my tithes with it. Yeah. They don't say no to that. So, All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do know. So, but back then, I was telling my mother I'm going to my grandmother's house to, uh-huh. you know to go uh, stay the night. So I did that for months. And finally, one day, one Friday, Mike Klinger's playing piano. Uh-huh. Chris Kent, rest in peace, on uh-huh. bass. Uh-huh. Dennis Springer, Catone Lyles playing percussion. Wow. And um, I just turned 16. And sure enough, I see this little hat walking through the crowd. My mother had oh. her Friday night church hat Oh, on, no. And she came in there after church. <laughs> so Dennis Springer talked to her like, look, he's a really great musician and such and such. And, yeah. and he, you know, wanted him to play. So my mother allowed me to play, but my father wouldn't let me play at church anymore. Oh, jeez. After that, right. Oh, man. For about maybe like three months. And then, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but eventually you got back in. Right, right. Uh, oh yeah, they. It's. It doesn't <laughs> say in the Bible that you can't play. No. Right. No. Music is not a you know. Yeah, yeah. can't send you to heaven or hell. I don't think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, but the Pleasure Band did get back together. Uh-huh. So after I did the tribute, uh, we sold out two shows at Jimmy Max. Yeah. For the, for the tribute band. Yeah. Which is all killer players out of Portland. Yeah, were, you know. were any of the original members of uh, only original uh, member that played with us was Bruce Smith, percussion player. Yeah, which was one of my teachers at Jefferson. 
Really? On half a day, right. Oh, man. When we did the African dance class. So yeah. He taught me how to play Junjun drums. And yeah. Kungas. And, uh-huh. Right. So uh-huh. he's was an original member. So with that happening, to make a long story short, the I reached out to all the original members uh-huh. to ask their blessings if I can do it. Yeah. And you're welcome to come join on the play with us if, uh-huh. you know. There's a lot of unfinished business between them, yeah. you know. I'm from the outside looking in. I'm I'm the youngster, so yeah. I was just wanted to show tribute to you, guys, you know. Uh-huh. It's one of something I've been wanting to do for ten years. Uh-huh. It's on my bucket list. I want to play pleasure music. Yeah. So from that, we um, we got together at my house. I got a re- uh, rehearsal studio at my house. Yeah. And they all haven't seen each other in like 10, 15 years. They sat there, hugged, cried. But wow. when they plugged in and played the first note, they act like they never lost a beat. What tune did they play first? Do you remember? Uh, when we when we got together? Yeah. Um, like Universal. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, they played it, but how great they are and great writers they are, they just start writing a song. Uh-huh. Within 15, you know, they'll play around and yeah, and yeah. they will laugh, remember this, and then they tell stories about on tour. How that must have been amazing for you. Oh, I'm sitting, I'm soaking it up. Yeah, it, it was real touching for me. Yeah, you just keep 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 that thing recording, right? Because <laughs> I haven't seen Dennis Springer in like 20 some years. Wow. You know, wow. so I mean, for him to come to my house now that yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. I'm. Paying a mortgage, raising kids. My yeah. kids is almost through with school, and life is, uh, you know, it's great. Yeah. So it was really great to see him and uh-huh. reconnect. But them guys did not lose a beat with each other. Uh-huh. It's like you know, most musicians when you get to play with each other, you gotta. It's a certain thing called chemistry. Yeah. And. Chemistry, once you build and create that chemistry and it comes together, uh-huh. uh, you it, can't lose it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So where, for example, like Nate play a bass line, Doug knew right how to follow after him. Yeah. Michael Hepburn knew what holes to fill in on keyboard. Yeah. Dennis Springer knew what horn line to blow over something like Of course, yeah. yeah. Ah, man, it's like, it was amazing to me. Yeah. Cause I haven't seen that done since then, you know. Right. Rubberneck was a lot like that, but uh-huh. we practice on getting that chemistry together. Yeah, yeah. You know, was Marlon McLean involved? No, Marlon's not wow. uh, part of it. Marlon is, you know, Marlon is Charlie Wilson's manager, mint condition. Yeah, yeah. He's writing for, you know. I know. Marlon is super busy, man, and yeah, you know, he's yeah. down in L.A. and uh, but he, you know, he he gives it best wishes you know yeah. i mean there's there's no there's no beef about it yeah. you know what i mean yeah what i i played a pleasure tune a couple of weeks ago or last week mm-hmm. was it uh, ghettos of your mind is was, was oh ghettos of the mind ghettos of the mind yeah, yeah. i played that last week oh okay now okay here's a question who was the trumpet player in that do you know that was um not ricky allison ricky allison was one of the trumpet players okay but because uh, I did this set where I started off with Terrence Blanchard's new version of Compared to What, mm-hmm. I followed that with uh, uh, a track from Farnell's new album. Uh-huh. Then I played um, a, a track from Get Up with It, Miles Davis. Right. And then I played um, uh, Mahavishnu Orchestra mm-hmm. track, and then I played Pleasure. 
Right. And I played I, that, that, that track of pleasure. I forget who was on track. I, don't, I think I blew Farnell's mind because he, 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 he right. sent an instant message right. on Facebook. Then, oh, man, that was cool. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, but Ricky Allison was one of the trumpet yeah? players. He's yeah, uh, yeah. like a second cousin to me. Cool. You know. Cool, um, cool. So what's, what's going to come of this? Well, they're already getting uh, – they were real popular overseas. They're already – Good start. Already, we're, yeah, we're already getting calls <laughs> yeah. to go on tour to go to Africa. Is that right? Is, Israel. That's amazing. The UK, uh, Japan. <laughs> act, right. Um, hey, what what is it here? We got we got Jared Lawson and and and, and Asham, you know, doing their big tours in Europe, and everybody loves them. My nephew just hit thirty on the charts on, in UK. Ronnie Wright. Is that right? Yeah, he got that project called Be Speak. With uh, Saida Wright, Tamara Stevens, wow. Chris Turner, Jared Lawson, they, I, I, they're all on that. We, we, we need to get some popularity here. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great to be on, well, on the road. That's one of the things yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. Me and uh, this lady, uh, Anna Abraham, uh -huh. we put together a thing called Soul Blast. And so uh -huh. we already started uh, with our first artist was Arietta Ward. Uh, Janice Strauss. Yeah, we just did a, a huge story on her uh, right. in, in, so, in, the, in the magazine. Well, we gave her, uh, it was on Janice's uh, birthday. I booked mm -hmm. a show at Jimmy Max and had her and Hot Too Cold. They played a show. I was doing a show with Haley Nisminger, so I couldn't play. But we, uh, what we're doing with Soul Blast, we're giving artists around, you know, people like Farnell, yeah. Etta, uh, yeah. LaRonda Steele. Yeah. Well, with the Oregon Music Hall of Fame, you have to have done it for 20 years or so right. here. Yeah. yeah. There's a, so many artists that's really doing it. Yeah. They haven't been here for 20 years. Right. So what our our award thing, that's what we do, not to step on no toes, but it's just to give right. them some note of, hey, yeah. we appreciate you. Yeah. You're representing Portland. Yeah. You're going overseas. You're going to yeah. Japan, UK. Uh, but Miss Ella's about ready, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, we put a band together around her. She got Edda's yeah. World coming out. So that's great. She's really doing her yeah. doing her thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, we got a lot of artists. It's you a know. good time for the for the music. Yeah, it is. It really is. It really is. Yeah. What I like about it because everywhere I go, everybody knows about Portland. Yeah. Portland is very I mean, trust right. me, we are on the map. And it's not it's not really about about those indie bands anymore. No, it's not. Uh -uh, it's not. No. Who would have thought? So, like, soul music come out of Portland. Right. You know, I'm from Baltimore. I understand that soul music could come out of Baltimore. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, most definitely. Because <laughs> you know, I moved here. Right. I'm used to fried chicken on on every corner. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm going like exactly. Where, where's my fried chicken at? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going like, I don't right. get it. You know, it took right. me a long time to you know, to find yeah. it. And and you know, and, the, I, and, you Baltimore know, is like we're all the funk, the home of the funk cats. A lot, from, yeah. A lot. Dennis Chambers, and, yeah, you know, yeah, all yeah. the cats. Hiram Bullock and all those cats. Right. You know. right. Uh, but um, uh, so it's ironic, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> it came out of Portland. Right, but <laughs> it's been here a long time. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. You yeah, know, way yeah. before pleasure. Sure. You know, I mean, sure. you had the uh, the Junior Soul Masters. Then you had the, uh, wow, man, they there's so many.
like Randy Starr and all them guys. Uh-huh. I mean, they put uh-huh. it down way before, yeah. you know, yeah. when Parliament Funkadelic was doing their thing. These uh-huh. guys was sitting here in town doing the same thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's, yeah, but Pleasure Made put us on the map for funk. You right. Know? Right, right, right. Well, that's just great, man. That's great. So, but you're playing with like 80 other bands. You're in. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm addicted to this music. You just, you just. I can't help it. You, 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 and Farnell have every gig in town. Oh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Farnell got it over me. Farnell, he's internationally known and locally accepted. Well, come saying. on. Hey, how much more locally accepted can you be than being inducted into the Royal Game Music Hall of Fame? Yeah, that's, that's uh, about it. I'm you know, blessed. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, sir. Um, so you're with Curtis now. I'm still with Curtis. Still with Curtis. Uh, how long have you been with him? Five years, going on five wow. years. Wow. We got a new album that's coming out. Uh-huh. Um, sorry. About that. That's all right. We got a new album coming out uh, the uh-huh. first of the year. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Everybody's phone rings. Okay. <laughs> new album coming out the first of the year. Uh-huh. Curtis. Uh-huh. Got a, he got a big tour coming up because he's going to be on a new album, uh, shopping a new album. Alligator Records is putting out. That's great. Yeah, it's going to be huge. Um, you know, I, I, I when I heard that last album, right? Are you on that last album? I'm not on Soul Shot. Yeah, I know that. Right, so right. I thought, what's going on here? That's Tony Bronicle, right? Yeah, I'm going, right. like, Wait, where's Brian at? You yeah. know? But still, um, I thought, and people thought I was nuts when I said it, that I thought that was a better version of what you're going to do than the original. Mm. Wow. Know? Yeah. I did. Yeah. I, I don't care what people say. Yeah, they think I'm an idiot. <laughs> right. know, but, so, I but, did a lot of writing on this new album. Did he, you? Uh, yeah, actually, he used his own band on half the album. He, you know, he still used the Phantom Blues Band. Yeah, which is one of the greatest recording it is. rhythm sections in the world, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but um, he actually let his band play on half the album, and That's great. We did a lot of writing. We were starting this thing when we went out on tour. We'd be in New York or Philly, wherever we at, doing sound check. We would write a song. Really? Yeah, that's how we start checking each instrument. So Vias wow. Dawson would start a line. Tracy pick it up. Brian Harris would come around. Yeah. I'll come up with a vocal thing with the drum beat. Uh-huh. So we was going to put out a thing called sound check. It was going to do an album when we got back home called sound check. Yeah. So a lot of those songs we wrote, uh, Curtis liked them, so uh-huh. we sat down, worked them out, we put five songs on the album that we did. Wow, that's great! Yeah. You're kind of the stealth vocalist. The what? Stealth, because you don't, you're not, you don't, you're not out there, out there on your on a lot of your vocals. People don't think of you a lot as a vocalist. Uh huh. Right. But you're a killer. I can sing. I'm you not can, a vocalist. You, no, you can't. You, what's well, the difference? Well, growing up in the church. What's, what's the difference? Well. I mean, what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, between you know, somebody who can sing and a vocalist. I don't think it's the I mean, difference. it's more than just kind of, I mean, my comfort zone is behind a drum kit. I know that. And then throw a mic on. Yeah. Take me. Yeah. Well, with Roseland Hunters, when I least sing with them, yeah. I got I started getting comfortable. Yeah. So I started doing the hype guy, the front and guy. And everybody's going like, holy shit, he's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, 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 I hate hearing myself sing. Oh but man, come no, on! Honestly, come I mean, on. You gotta, when you, I, I got an eight-year-old daughter who can, who sings, uh-huh. you know, like Layla Hathaway, and, yeah, but she yeah. don't take it serious. And, and yeah. then my mother was a singer, you know. Uh-huh. My mother sings a lot in the church. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, 
my sister, she she trains choirs at Sharon Church. Uh-huh. Um, so it's it's been in my family. You know, it's it's like the wine is when they get together on Christmas, when yeah. we get the Foxworths get together on Christmas, it's that must be something. Yeah, we yeah. singing around the tree, you know. So But you know, I see you know, when, when I see you with the Roseland Hunters, I'm going like, man, you know, let somebody let him loose. All right, all right. Somebody has turned Brian Foxworth loose yeah, on yeah. the rest of the world. Linda the Hornbuckle, who's she? She's the one who put me behind the mic. Really? You know? Yeah. I mean, we could sing church songs all day, uh-huh. you know, and you know, yeah. we grew up with that, so yeah. yeah, we know the form of that. But she started, she started forming my voice for me, uh-huh. breathing control, how to sing, how uh-huh. to um, eject, articulate certain things, yeah. how to sing harmonies uh-huh. without vibrato, how to, you know. Dynamics, Linda. Yeah. Linda is the one who taught me all that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then Janet Strogans, um, she's the one who told me go learn this tune. Uh-huh. Grab Donnie. I didn't really know nothing about Donnie Hathaway too much until really? Janice. She told me go learn Ghetto Boy. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jealous Guy. Yeah. Um, learn all these different songs and. She, you know, Janice is responsible for everything. Yeah, pretty yeah. <laughs> Really, she's my musical mother. She's everybody's musical mother. Right, right. She's you know? she's you know she. Oh, wow, I I can go all day on what she taught me. Yeah, you know, from jazz to yeah. how to play art, articulate certain things. Yeah, yeah. About eight months ago, when I started these coffee shop conversations, things I had Reggie Houston in here. Mm. And I hadn't seen I hadn't seen him for a while. Mm. Now, usually, when I see Reggie, we talk baseball. <laughs> mm, right. But um, uh, so he comes in and he sits down. I'm just figure, you know, we're just going to shoot the shit. We'll talk about what, what he's doing now. Talk a little bit about Fats Domino and, and all that stuff, right? And he sits down and goes, "I'm just now starting to be able to breathe." Right. And I'm like, "Oh, I don't know what is turned it on, turn the recorder on." And it all came out of Reggie about the loss of Janet Scroggins and his life, mm-hmm. you know. And well, you know Reggie. He could, <laughs> well, yeah. You start Reggie on some twenty minutes later, he's still talking. And right. you know, when it's that, it's 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 amazing. And right. he was just, you know, uh, Janice was like his home away from home. Yeah. When it came to music. Yeah. You know, oh, and he was. She was his spiritual advisor too. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, she's yeah. so many things. Yeah. I mean, she knew certain ways of grabbing your hand, and if you were in pain from playing all night, yeah, she knew how to take that away. Like, wow, jeez, I, I mean, never heard that about her. Oh man, really? Oh yeah, she knows certain wow. certain areas to rub your back that yeah. will open your, you know, your joints up. Wow. Oh, Janice was, yeah. I mean, she was totally spiritual, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. right. And didn't say much. Ever. I heard, you know what? She she, she, she would loosen up on stage with Reggie. Mm-hmm. I heard her tell jokes on stage with Reggie. I never heard her open her mouth on stage. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, but what she was, she, she was doing those duos with Reggie, uh, she's telling jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's, I mean, she's kind of like, you know. That auntie in the south, or or, uh-huh. or that grandma, you know, yeah. didn't say too much, sit on the porch. Yeah. But when she says something, it's funny or is is yeah. 
Trust me, it's powerful. You listen. Right. Yeah. That's what it was <laughs> with Janet. We was, um, when she passed away, we were in the middle of her album. Yeah. Right. We yeah. still got, matter of fact, I really, I, I hope, Ed, are you hearing this, but we need to finish that album. Yeah. That's on my bucket list of really, there's so many things yeah. that you have to do with the, um, yeah. down in Salem and there's so many right. things behind it. Yeah. But. Uh, I was Tony was here involved with that. Um, I know he she did some recording with him. Who with Tony? Yeah. Oh no, I mean Tony. It's all family. Yeah. Tony Ozier is like. I mean, I had Tony come sing on Curtis's album. Yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Tony's like he's he's the bro. He's yeah. like yeah. the baby brother. Yeah. Yeah. So of course, if we go back in and. There's no vocal tracks. Uh -huh. All we laid was rhythm tracks. Me, yeah. Eric Lewis, um, uh, sax player from New Orleans. Uh, Devin. Devin Phillips. Yeah. Uh, 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 man, you name it. We, right. we just went at Reggie. Reggie. We all just, we laid rhythm tracks and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so that's as far as we got. Wow. And the song she had me sing. She uh -huh. said, um, "It was the line was I, I, I'm coming home. Wow! Don't sing anything else. This is what Janice is telling me. Really? Don't sing anything else. Don't riffs. Don't go uh -huh. to church with it. Uh huh. Don't neo soul it. Just saying, yeah. Yeah. I'm coming home, and that's all I sung. Wow. And then this guy AJ One, um, he would do spoken word, and he was telling the story, uh -huh. or whatever. But then Janice saying, I'm coming home." Oh. I say like a week and a half later she passed away. Oh man. Yeah, it was real Oh that hit me. When so with that song with me singing that on her album yeah. and that situation happening. Oh, I, I I wanna we, I, we wouldn't it would be right if we just finish it. Uh, I wanna finish it for the family. Got to. Know? For the world. Right, period. For right. the world. The world <laughs> right. needs to hear that. Right. She didn't yeah. start it for it not to be finished. Right. I think she set us up to like, look, yeah. I'm going to set you guys straight. Let's let's start this, but uh -huh. I need you guys to finish it. Huh. You know what I mean? So You haven't you haven't been a leader very much, have you? Um, what you mean? What you I mean, mean? It's, it's, it, you, I don't remember there being a Brian Foxworth band. Every Well... Every band that I'm in, I pretty much start. And Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> like Baby Needs Shoes. I got a band yeah. that just started where it's me, Curtis, Frederico Pohl on bass, and Alan Hager. Wow. That's my band. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, wow. Me and Ben Jones started being and friends together. Uh -huh. um, I'm more of a musical director, uh -huh. uh, MD. Yeah. I help yeah. with uh, like Amber Swaney. Uh huh. I just put a band together uh, around her for her new album. We getting ready to start. Yeah. Zach Provich on keyboards, Ben Jones, Tomo Maruto on guitar. Yeah. Got a killer band around her. Um. So that's kind of been my role. I'm more the the MD kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, as far as me being out there, I thought about doing an album. I got a bunch of producers think. Fox, let me produce your album, man. I want yeah. to produce a song, uh, album for you. I just never been that guy that, you know, I, I, that's just not, I don't know. It's just not me. Not yet. I don't know. 
yeah. what's going to happen in the future. I think people would like to see it. You know. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know, we'll, if God say the same, I, I'll sure, I'll give it a try. I'll try anything, uh -huh. you know. But uh, that's pretty much been my role in a lot of things. Like with Linda's band, I was an MD. Yeah. Um, and then when I left to uh, go do other projects, you know, Randy took over that. Yeah. But um, even in Glass Chunk, when I, you remember Glass Chunk back in the day? Mm -hmm. It was a metal funk rock band we had. <laughs> and we almost got signed with Columbia Records. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And I was MD in that band. So uh -huh. that's pretty much yeah. been my role. Yeah. 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 I had Damien Erskine in here. I couldn't believe my ears when he said he started out as a metal drummer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? And he's a killer drummer at that. Uh, is that right? Yeah. I mean, under <laughs> his, his uncle's Peter, so, you know. Well, I know that, but, you know. But Damien, no, nah, he holds his own, though. Yeah. You know, outside of Peter Erskine, I mean, Damien, yeah. Yeah. he's killer at anything he do. Yeah. You know. So, okay. So, um, how does it work? with a drummer of your caliber playing percussion with a drummer of Reinhardt's caliber. How does that work? It really doesn't because uh, <laughs> Reinhardt is so advanced, man. I, I, it really, I, I'm, I don't even consider myself a percussion player when I'm playing with Reinhardt. I'm a hype man. I'm, I, I go through the motions, but you got Reinhardt is a true <laughs> percussion. Yeah. He's a drum guru. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he just accepted because me and me and Reinhardt been like homies for years. Yeah. Way before our kids was born. Uh-huh. Uh, we both met our, you know, when he met his wife, Jessica, I yeah. was part of that. You know uh -huh, what I mean? Uh -huh, and, yeah, yeah. You know, so we we're way more than just drums. That's like my baby bro. You really? know, so I think he just put up with me, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, he and he's really, he's the one who showed me the patterns, you know. He'll try this pattern on that, and then uh -huh. he helps me articulate it, and then I play it. Really? Yeah. Because wow. he's the MD of the Roseland Hunters. Is that right? Yes, yeah, sir. Uh-huh. Yeah. Reinhardt is, I mean, he's so smart musically. Yeah. I mean, he took a song from Stevie Wonder and um, I Wish, a regular straight four. Man, he made it, he turned it around into a nine. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> right. So that's just how advanced this guy is. So, yeah. Well, that must be really fun. I mean, it, it, it looks like when, when, when you listen to that band, it's like everybody's like really happy about what, what they're doing. Oh yeah, Roseanne Hunters. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's killing yeah. Mike yeah. Quimby. Man, he's uh, man, he's master at his at his task. And, yeah. I mean, and he'll, he'll he'll say he's he's basically along for the ride. Who? Because you because uh, you guys you guys carry so much of it. Oh, but he's. I mean, the thing about it, he's the foundation of what we're doing. Yes. You know, Reinhard yeah, Damon, yeah, yeah. me, and Popcorn or Alex Milstead. Yeah. We just add to what his vision is. Yeah. And if the vision is not good, it will tell. Right. He has a great vision. Uh-huh. You know, he has a great uh -huh. story to tell. Uh-huh. So the way the songs is written, so, I mean, that's a master within itself. I'm I'm not a good, 
I can't write songs like that, as far as I'm concerned, uh-huh. you know, when it comes to writing yeah. a song. I can yeah. do the music and everything. Uh-huh. But to write a really good song, I, uh-huh. I get silly. Really? Yeah. What do you so, mean silly? I get silly. I, I want to start a band called Giggle Bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Be a part of the movement. That's what I write songs. <laughs> we need a band called Giggle Bush. Um, trust we me, it's absolutely on, its, it's on its way. It's we need it. We need it, man. It's kind of going to be like the Portland Fishbowl. The, <laughs> that's what the world needs. You're right. You're that right. is what the world needs. It's on its way. <laughs> 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 what a great idea. Yes, sir. Yeah, because yes. uh, yeah, had, there hadn't been anything like Fishbone. Right, right. There, there are very few bands that have a sense of humor. No, right. It's you know? Just, yeah, it's not that serious, you know. I but. mean, you, you can go back to the Art Ensemble of Chicago, right. for instance. Right. Those guys were funny. Lester right. Bowie is one of the funniest people. Lester Bowie was, was the, one of the funniest musicians on earth. Right. You know? Look at Steve Mays. Yeah. Steve yeah. Mays. Yeah. Not only is he crushing at his crap, he's yeah. like... Man, I get sick every time I'm around him because he just won't be quiet. <laughs> I'm laughing. Well, and of course, Parliament Funkadelic was the funniest soul band that's ever oh, been. Oh, yeah. Ever been. Definitely. Ever been. Yeah. You know, there's a new app called Periscope, mm-hmm. and you can broadcast video on your phone, right? Okay. And anybody can. There's, it's got 10 million users. Okay. And George Clinton is on it. Oh, really? I followed him. And so he'll pop up once in a while. Uh, be George Clinton sitting there fishing. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, look at George Clinton's fishing there. That's, that's pretty cool. And he's being, he's being George Clinton. Oh, yeah. Because he doesn't look like that anymore. Right. He right. looks like a, you know, just a kind of a, you know, overweight insurance salesman now. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> just fine. Right. He looks, he's looking good. Hey, this is golden years. Right it is. Now, it right. is. And, um, yeah, his, usually his wife's there with him, and she's taking care of things, and mm-hmm. he's just like being George Clinton, you know. Right. I saw, he popped up one day, was listening to some new tracks. I'm like, oh, George Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> I did a session with Dan Reed, George Clinton, Linda, uh-huh. and me. Wow. Yeah, I laid drum tracks, and it was in Black Butte, Oregon. And so um, Dan Reed had George Clinton there. Uh-huh. They rented out a big, like, cabin, mansion cabin. Yeah. And the room I slept in was my drum room. Huh. So basically, this is how deep he got. Yeah. Basically, it's like, uh, I want you to sleep. While you're sleeping, think about what you're going to play this pocket. Wow. So when I got out of the bed, the drum set was set up right there. Yeah. Right next to the bed. <laughs> and I would sit there at the drum. And it wasn't a bunch of drum fills. It's a straight, you know, uh-huh. two, four pocket. Uh-huh. But he wants you to sleep on it, man. Think about it while you're sleeping. <laughs> right. That was a trippy experience. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to that? I don't know. That never came out. Oh, I don't geez. think. Yeah, I think he was changing labels at the time. He was with oh, Paisley man. Park with yeah. Prince yeah. at the time. Yeah, so yeah. Dan Reed was mixed in with that somehow. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. I don't know. I, just, I was just lucky to get the, the session call. <laughs> yeah, you know that's yeah. all I. I was honored. That's pretty good getting to work with George Clinton. Yeah, yeah. A lot of sessions I've done with people that just put kind of put them on the shelf. They don't get released. You know, that's disappointing. It, yeah, but you know, it's 
you know, label stuff is big money business. Yeah. You know, so they yeah. have their ways of how they do things. And, right. you know, that's why it's important for us as musicians know our business too. Yeah. Points, royalties, yes. yeah. you know, yeah. sign with ASCAP. And that's one of the other things I teach in my seminar. Yeah. Learn the music business, you know. Yeah. I mean, part of performing is, I mean, performing the music and your chops and everything is 40%. Of what's going on? Only forty. Only forty percent. Wow. Really, the six, other sixty, uh, man, you got to know how to yeah. uh, be in a band with people. You got to know how to deal with people. You got to know your points. Somebody ask you to record. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so so many things. You know. Yeah. Even just you know your um, how to mingle with artists. You know, uh -huh. because if you don't mingle correctly, regardless of how good you play, they won't hire you. Really? Oh, yeah. What do you have to do? I mean, just you got to know how to communicate, talk yeah. to them. Yeah. You know, they might tell a joke. It's not funny. Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, <laughs> you know, because like, oh, he's cool. Yeah, he's yeah, just not yeah. funny, but okay, yeah. whatever. Let's get this going. <laughs> right, so. That's that's amazing. Yeah. So you're prospering pretty much right now. You're doing good. Man, I'm blessed. I, I can't complain. Yeah. I, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't even know what to say when it comes to that. I, it's yeah. just, I'm just watching it happen. Really? You know, really? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Congratulations on the, on the Oregon Music Hall of Fame. Thank you. You're not going to play that night, are you? Or are you? I don't know. Oh. I'm just, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm going to really? go look at a bunch of people and like get an award and be nervous and not really know what to say have, have you written anything to, to i've been thinking about it i'm like how i'm gonna start this out yeah. you know what yeah. am i gonna say am yeah. i gonna talk too long or too short <laughs> you know well listen as soon as reggie houston gets 20 years they better just you know what's funny when calvin walker was inducted everybody's going like oh well he's gonna talk for a half an hour <laughs> Oh, Calvin! Yeah, you know Calvin. Yeah, I played with Calvin when I was young. Yeah. You start, you start, you, you start Calvin out on something. He's he, twenty minutes later. He's still talking. Right, right. And Reggie's the same way. Right. You know when when uh, uh, when Reggie had the the benefit for him. You know after his surgery, they I emceed that show, and and I got up and said, "Listen, Reggie's scheduled to talk at eleven thirty after the music is over. Reggie, so you can you can just figure on being here until one a.m. Right." I'm telling you, I did some shows with Reggie this summer, man. Yeah. You know, we have like maybe 13, 15 songs on the list. We yeah. get through like maybe seven songs. Right. I love those gigs. Cause yeah. Reggie, but Reggie got good stories, though. Oh, no. You know. Yeah. Oh, listen, he's, he's terrific. I remember uh, he came over to a party at my house one time, and, and I had a bunch of DVDs that I was going to play at the party. Yeah. And one of them was Fats Domino at Jazz Fest. Yeah. And he's in the band. And it was like there was a commentary on a DVD because Reggie just started talking. <laughs> Reggie just started talking about everything he saw right. and that thing. It was great. It was like right. there'd be a close-up of Fat's hands and there'd be a ring there. It says, see that ring? Uh, 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 who, who was it? I forget. Uh, Van Morrison gave him that ring. There's only three of those in the world. I mean, stuff like that. Oh, you, right. you can't. He, he, there's no other place you can get that man, information. I'm telling you, Reggie is you know? Yeah, he's a great. He would be great to go camping with. You don't have a TV, you know. You just sit there and listen to stories. 
All right. Well, listen. I hope you have a great time at the, at the induction, and, yes, and uh, congratulations, and uh, hey, thanks Dan, for coming I'm, by. I'm, I'm so grateful. Thank you. All thanks right. for having me. Okay. All right. Thank okay. you.